In this episode of Upward Calling, we talk about misplaced pride. Welcome to Upward Calling. We help Christians develop a relationship with God by talking with the University Church of Christ evangelist Josh Creel and Dr. Kenny Embry. Listen as we take a deeper dive on a lesson from a recent Sunday service and help you apply it Monday through Saturday. How are you doing, Josh? Kenny, I think we are in the same boat. There's a lot of people in our houses right now, and <laughs> we are looking for escape. Yes, in some ways that I am right now. We're talking, and I'm in my office on campus, which I have not been in for the last whole month or so. And uh, yeah, it's a lot quieter here. I kind of like that. Well, I'm going to leave the state. That's going to be my solution. But no, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the boys with me and dropping them off with grandparents, and I'm going on up to Florence to, to hold a meeting there. So I'll get a, a couple of days without that parental responsibility. I understand. Uh, this past week, you, you talked about how you were going to be talking about something associated with, with Gay Pride Month. You started off with the observation that sin often makes us proud rather than shamed. Why do you think that's true? I think that's true in in one sense and not in another. Sin makes us proud when we are in that kind of group dynamic. So for instance, uh, so I, you know, I brought up some, some other areas where, you know, we are, we are proud of our sin and and hatred is one of those things. Um, It, you study history and you find groups that hate other groups. And, and you even find, you know, so for instance, in the 20th century, you have Nazi Germany. Yeah. And you've got a whole nation that turns itself on groups of people. Now, yeah. were they all, all the most ardent racist? No, not necessarily. But once you had a leadership that was in full hatred of a group, it wasn't that hard to get a whole group to go along with it. And I think we find that, and we certainly find that uh, it's kind of a, with the particular issue that we're dealing with right now with the LGBTQ agenda, that the more in the open and celebrated this is, then yes, people are going to be more and more, quote unquote, proud of their sin. Now, where that falls apart, though, is when you bring God back into the picture. Right. And that's that's the that's what you find, you know, throughout scripture. You know, the very first sin, Eve was more than willing to take of the apple and then to go in to give it to Adam. Or <laughs> forgive me, I said apple. Apple, see, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> see, see how easily how easily we are uh you know brainwashed into thinking that so whatever the yeah. fruit was, sorry, um she she <laughs> took of the fruit and, and gave it to her husband. There, there's no sense of shame there. Right. But then when they hear God, oh, God is in the garden. Yeah. And then they hide themselves. Okay. And you find this throughout. You know, Job is very adamant in his defense and, and boasting of his innocence until yeah. God comes on the scene and then Job wilts. Okay. And, and so what we have to do in all this is the only way to reach anybody is you have to show them who God is. Mm-hmm. And you have to show them how all of us and our behavior that sin is is against God, and then that pride can can be done away with. But so long as we're just with our peers and and other sinners, okay, yeah, we're very proud because it, this just makes me like everybody else, and and everybody else accepts this and celebrates this, 
And, and so that's why we see that people are proud of their sins rather than shamed. It's only when they're confronted with a holy God that shame enters the picture. Yeah, and you, you make reference to this, and I think you're absolutely right. The, the fact is, all of us measure up very poorly to God. It's it, some it's some people that, that will find solace and comfort in seeing other people who are, number one, worse off than we are, or number two, just like we are. And so we are going to basically get into heaven because there are enough of us. And that has never been the way we get into heaven. Right. You see what I'm saying there? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's going to lead into your next question, actually. Yeah, yeah. It kind of does, because you say that the gospel is the answer to pride. You know, the the thing about it is, is... I, I think you, I think so much about the Pharisees. Those those were some really proud guys. I mean, they were smart guys. They were really proud guys. And then I think about some Christians I know as well. And we are often a very proud people as well. Uh, if pride and and being proud is is such a common trap, how do number one we just sidestep it? And how number two do we get out of it once we find ourselves in there? Because I don't think we're going to sidestep it all the time. So the use of the Pharisees is a is a good uh, starting point because we know, you know, on the surface and, and like with so many things, this is a, this is a group that begins with good and noble purposes. They're mm-hmm. they're a group that begins with ardent uh, zeal and devotion to God, and, and that's something you see in Paul himself. He he never leaves that. But in Jesus' encounters with them, in particular, you think of the parable of the the Pharisee and the tax collector. And so here is a Pharisee who is, quote unquote, praying to God. Okay, so he recognizes, all right, I need to pray to the being that is superior to me. Mm -hmm. But in that prayer, it is all about himself. I do this and I don't do this. Mm -hmm. Well, that is where, if we're not careful, we, we do fall in the same trap. I was baptized. I go to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. I go to the right church. I don't do these sins. Okay. So we still are saying, oh, no, 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 we're, we're saved, you know, because of God, but we begin to look at ourselves and we measure ourselves against other people. And that's really what the Pharisees were doing. They were saying, well, we're fine because look, we're, we're certainly not as bad as these tax collectors out here and these heathen right. Gentiles. Okay. Right. So what the gospel does, and that's why, you know, we won't go through Romans. And by the way, for anyone listening, that's probably my only sermon from Romans all summer. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Josh taught Romans. We're going to get Romans all summer. Not the case. Right. But that is what Romans does. Romans slaps all of us in the face and says, you weren't good enough. Right. What you did wasn't good enough. How closely you followed the law, however you want to define that, whether it's the Jewish law or the law you were taught in Sunday school as a kid, you weren't good enough. Right. You are saved through the gospel because the gospel is God's power, not your power. And you are saved by putting your faith in Christ and not yourself. That's how we avoid pride. And and I think I mentioned this, um, you know, uh, in that uh, what I think was a... uh, a good way to close a class. I've gotten a little bit of, uh, you know, humor about it, but when we were doing that little bit of a panel discussion and and the one of the takeaways that I take from Romans is I've got to ask myself, 
these, when I follow a command, where does faith fit into this command? Right. So again, if, if I'm following the command to love my neighbor, or if I'm following the command to forgive my enemy, I need to think about, okay, why am I doing this? It's not I'm doing this because this proves how good and great I am. No, I'm doing this because I have to have faith that this is going to produce and do what God intends for it to do. So that's how we can combat pride. I need to begin asking myself in all the things that I do in my service to God and Christ, where does faith come into this? Because that keeps my mindset, okay, God is saying my doing this will produce good. God will make good come from it. And that's, I think, the, the solution to pride. And that's where the Pharisees had gone off. It, it wasn't faith anymore. It was just, oh, I've done all these things. Look how great I am. Yeah, and you're 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 kind of tempering that idea of, of of obedience because you talked about this, and I can't remember what sermon, but the importance they of all obedience. run together, don't they? <laughs> but obedience is important, but it's not because it, it it's making you earn something. Uh, obedience is is, in my opinion, and you're welcome to disagree with this, is a reaction to gratitude. It, it's it's uh, you know it, when I figure out how much I love my earthly dad. It's amazingly, it's amazing how much closer I try to be like my earthly dad, because I just think he is such a good guy. He's a good guy. He has done great things for me. I love him. And you know what? I mean, there's some things that I can go out of my way to do because my dad's a good guy and because I love him, but that doesn't mean that I earn his love. And that does not mean that I earn a home with him. Obedience is important but I, I think that you're, you're kind of talking about that trap, which is yeah. go go ahead, yeah. Well, no, it just you know brings to mind the passage in First John four: perfect love casts out fear. Yeah, and, and you know, yes, God is to be feared, and so some may we, you know some of our obedience may come from that. We want to do this because we don't want to be punished. But love and faith and that combination that you find so often in Scripture is is pointing you toward the character and the graciousness of the God whom you serve, your father, right. and says, okay, here's why you love him. And if you love him, you do what he says. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so let me ask you this. We often see ourselves getting awfully proud of the ways we defy who God is and what he wants us to do, uh, especially as we go on, you know, gay pride month, but it could be not just gay pride. It could be any kind of, you know, we, we could talk about uh, abusing drugs. We could talk about any number of things that, that people get awfully proud about. And yet God would say, yeah, you need to, you need to get away from that. So how do we constructively differ from a world that is proud of their sin and deluded but God still calls us to love them. Yeah. Uh, first, let me let me tell everybody. Kenny's Kenny's doing me a favor here. I'm I'm having a little bit of voice problems today, and I've got a speaking engagement tonight. So this is our <laughs> is really our final question. Yeah, Kenny, I want to go back to the the passage that we used in Jeremiah uh, on Sunday, and just a fantastic passage, and one that I don't give uh, enough um, thought to. So the passage was Jeremiah nine, and beginning in verse twenty three. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, 
that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness to the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Mm-hmm. If if we can keep that passage in mind, that that defines for us where our pride comes from, and, yeah. and that says the pride is not about you. You're you're not proud of who you are and what you've done. Right. You boast in the fact that you have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what Romans and really the rest of the New Testament is all about. This relationship is available to all people. Yeah. And so we, 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 we're faced with those passages like 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where Paul gives this litany of sins that people, if they practice, will not inherit the kingdom of God, homosexuality being one of those sins, and says, and such were some of you. Yeah. The gospel saved those people. People who were proud of all kinds of sinful behavior. Sins that, okay, um, yeah, I'll use an example. Um, right now, baseball, of all things, has gotten itself caught up in this um, LGBTQ debate. Okay, uh-huh. So there's there's one particular baseball club, happens to be a West Coast baseball club, who's you know celebrating a, a gay pride night, which, by the way, all the baseball clubs do. Yeah. But they were inviting one particular group, and that's just kind of created all this brouhaha and it's baseball and people, you know, people like myself who, okay, I play little league baseball is kind of an all boys club and it's not a, you know, you know, not a particularly social active group. It's like, how did baseball get in this? But you think about it. Okay. How many male athletes are so very proud of their sexual conquests, straight mm-hmm. sexual conquests, you know, and have been for, for, for decades and, you know, centuries for that matter. Okay, so this comes into our consciousness now because it's another area of pride. And yet people have been proud about these things, all their sins for, you know, however long they've been sinning. Mm -hmm. Well, the gospel and again, our thinking of the Lord, that that's the cure. And that's what we have to be about. We have to be people who hold the Lord out first and foremost, all of the Lord. Yes, there is the matter of the sins you are committing is against the holy God and is deserving of justice and wrath. That That's a part of the gospel. That's yeah. why repentance is needed. But the God who says that is also the God who recognizes you and me, all of us, we defied him. And I'll save you, God says. Mm-hmm. My love is here. Christ came. I sent my son. I sacrificed him for you. So that that's the love we hold out, uh, that you can be better than you think you are and you mm-hmm. can be acceptable to your God. And, and he's made that possible through Christ. Yeah. I'll only add this. And I know you agree with this is God doesn't need us. We need God. And he has given us every Avenue by which to be in a relationship with him. Uh, don't think you're a great prize coming to God, but also don't, don't lose the fact that God has gone to great lengths to allow you to choose him back if you will choose him back. Amen. So so anyway, um, next time you're not going to be preaching again. That's correct. That's correct. So I'm kind of in the, this is the busiest time of the summer for me. This is uh, really, I think the only Sunday in the entire summer I'll be gone, but uh, got a Uh few speaking engagements this week. And then I'm I'm traveling tomorrow and I'll be gone a week and, uh, but I'll be back the following Sunday. Well, that sounds good. And one of the things that you and I had talked about, and I anticipate that this will happen, is that I'm going to try and get, we, we have a couple, a few more uh, 
evangelists that we support, them and their family. I think it's a misnomer to say that we only support the evangelists. We support their entire family. We, we support their work. Um, so that said, there, there are a few others that, that I'm going to be reaching out to. My suspicion is that's what we will uh, put out for next week. So, um, well, I certainly hope so, because I'll, I'll tell you again, I was a part of one of the recordings, but I thoroughly, um, I don't want to say enjoyed, I was edified by the, the two conversations you've already done with uh, two of the guys that we support. Well, then I'll say enjoyed. I- <laughs> <laughs> They're good guys. I'm glad we got to know a little bit about them. As we've said before, I, we anticipate that we will have more conversations with them. As you said, and I think this is the perfect word, we're in partnership with these guys yep. and we need to be good partners to them. So anyway, we will figure that out for next week. So until then, Josh, have a good, safe trip. Do some good stuff up there, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening like to know us a little bit more, you're welcome to watch a live stream service or join us in person at the University Church of Christ in Tampa, Florida. We have all of our information at universitychurchofchrist.org. Until next time, God bless you in your walk with God.